podcast. Good day, listeners. Welcome to the Shit Dad Podcast. Nick here. Uh, I am co-host with Cam. You're about to listen to episode one. You may notice over the first five episodes that the sound isn't a million percent. It's because we're rocking a USB microphone. But you'll notice from episode six onwards, we have significantly better sound. And from episode six onwards, we will be getting a new dad on every week to talk about their journeys through fatherhood and also some pretty ordinary dad jokes. But each to their own. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Shit Dad Pod. How's everyone feeling about it? Yeah, a bit weird. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> fucking, it's ordinary, isn't it? And it's even weirder because we're talking in like sexy voices because there's, there's a kid sleeping upstairs and you don't want to like wake him up. <laughs> All right, everyone keen to get in? Yeah. Right. This podcast is basically two dads known each other a very long time, stumbling our way through parenthood. It's really not a what to expect when you're expecting podcasts because we're not those kind of people telling people how to do shit. And it's not a perfect guide on fatherhood. Basically, we got no idea and we're just stumbling along and it was literally our excuse to catch up once a week and have a beer together. So that's why we're doing this podcast. Hopefully, we can um, give some decent information on our experiences in the past and hopefully teach a guy or two uh, how to deal with fatherhood through our fuck-ups. So yeah, there's going to be some naughty words, I imagine. But yeah, whoever you are... You can see what worked and what not to do uh, while keeping your wife happy and your babies alive. So first of all, um, I'm Nick Bentley. I'm married to a beautiful lady. We've been married five years. I've got three kids under five. That's such a conviction. Counting on my fingers. <laughs> and I didn't read one parenting book or go to any classes. My missus taught me everything and I learned as I went. Made a load of mistakes along the way, and I'm still learning. We'll move on. To yeah, that. and I'm Cam, so I'm a <clears throat> father of two, got a three-year-old girl and one-year-old boy. And you'd think a few years, a few years of experience as a dad, and you know, teach you a lot. But if you every day you've got something new to learn, it's a bit of a wild ride. And for some crazy reason, my wife and I are still planning on having a third at some point. So, <laughs> uh, you know. It, it, uh, and we just come out of the, you know, the thick of it. So once you, you know, your first kid reaches age one, um, they become more like little people, and you can enjoy it even more. So yeah, keen to share some share some thoughts and advice, but also just some funny stories. And for everyone out there, we don't think we're literal shit dads, um, but hopefully, if anyone's actually listening, you can learn what's good and what's not from our fuck ups. The first episode of the Shit Dad Podcast will be talking about pregnancy. And to help jog our memories, our first guest is an expectant dad, our mate of 20 years and typical Aussie battler uh, who's watched our kids grow up already and he's learned a, th- a thing or two from our shit dadness. Christian, tell welcome us about mate. yourself, mate. Thanks well, for having welcome. me, boys. Yeah. 
Appreciate the uh, the call up for the first episode. Yeah, just putting it out there. If it doesn't go off after one episode and you don't, you don't get a second, I'm not going <laughs> to take any credit for that or uh, any responsibility. Your name's already in the credits, mate. You're fine. So thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Hoping to uh, yeah have a chat about what's been happening pregnancy wise. What uh, to expect when you're expecting? One on the way for uh, for me and Cian. So. Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be a good podcast, I think, and uh, share some experiences with uh, some dads out there and some um, expectant dads. Nice. Tell us about yourself. So yes, uh, my partner and I, Sienne, have uh, been together four years now. One on the way. She is thirty-two weeks. So uh, I think to the day we've got um, two months exactly to go. Eight weeks till the uh, till the birth of our first child. Uh, I'm an airport manager for a fueling company out at the airport. So you always think like shit. <laughs> no, only sometimes. Okay. Short pockets, as your uh, old man calls me. So. <laughs> Long arm, short pockets. <laughs> don't mind uh, finding a bargain and don't like reaching into my pocket when I can save some money. Just because something's on special doesn't mean you people have to buy it, all right? It does. It does. It's on special it's for a, ye- a reason. It's a yellow tag. Yeah, it's old and shit. So, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit about myself and Sian. And- nice. And you told us it's a uh, little boy, is that Little boy, yep. So we couldn't... Uh, so no one knew as a kid. It's probably going to be a big boy, to be fair. It is, yes. Uh, yes, we've been told that it's quite a big kid. Yes. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Not so, <laughs> Yeah. Not good for Dan, but uh, it's going to change our lives. Nice. I saw you doing some um, some little warm-up weights over there with Cam's three kilo dumbbells in the corner. You might have to pick that up and at least triplet, I reckon, so you can carry your big boy around. It will, yeah. Just getting the arms ready for uh, yeah. carrying around a bit of dead weight Something for the first six months. <laughs> nah, nice. All right. Right, eh? Well, let's get into it. This is going to be a 10-part series initially uh, to talk a bit of shit. But yeah, let's roll into it with um, the first point. And it is, um, do you remember what you used to talk to your wife about before having kids? So I reckon the perfect person to start here would be Christian because he's still in that time. Like, what do you even talk to your missus about anymore? Well, it's funny that you ask that question. We don't just consume our lives at the moment with all baby talk, which <laughs> I think we've done a good job of that. It hasn't really taken up a lot of our a lot of our time. Obviously, we are talking about it, but we try to still stay focused on uh, on other things that are happening around us so that we're not completely consumed by it. So, yeah, I don't think that we've just been talking about babies. I know it's kind of hard not to get caught up in the hype. You're not a politician, mate. You stop dancing around the question. No, no. What do you actually talk no. about? I want to know. We talk a lot about work. We vent a lot about work. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. work. Yeah. Yep. So we vent a lot about work. Um, we talk about TV times. That's an important thing in our house because I'm allowed one slot per weekend to watch the Brisbane Lions game. Christ. You know, you guys know me. I love my AFL and I love my Lions. So working, working our life schedule around when the Brisbane Lions are playing and can we go out for dinner that night? No, we can't because the Lions are on. Yeah, Sorry, nice. Dale. What about you, Cam? What did you do? You remember anything you used to talk to Jess about before pregnancy? I assume it was mostly like travel plans in a in a world where we could actually travel. Bit of work talk and also kind of what social occasion we were kind of cramming in that weekend. But now it's mostly instructions of the timeline of the day. Yeah, that I need to follow and stick to. <laughs> That's not on your fridge, or <laughs> no, it yeah, changes right. every changes day. every day. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of relate to that because um, I fucking don't remember a thing. <laughs> I asked Mel earlier today, I was like, do you remember what we even used to talk about before kids? And she's like, I don't know. I think she was just trying to get rid of me, but <laughs> I was just like, no, try and think about it. And she goes, no, nah, oh, I don't know. like Just stuff. Just stuff. Yeah, exactly. You don't have like a topic of conversation. It's just <laughs> shit. Like, but also probably just more frequently talking to each other. You exactly, can go yeah. for like days now with like, you know, have a proper conversation. <laughs> proper conversation. Yeah, you're talking about like what the kids did that day or whatever. <laughs> 
we used to watch a shitload of telly and that when like Nettie's first came out and bought the box set of friends and smashed that a few times and um how long do you think it would take you now to get through a series <laughs> oh, six man. months yeah yeah 100 percent. actually like half an hour increments every yeah night. it has to be a, a tv show that goes in for no longer than half yeah. an hour so you can at least get a whole episode in before falling asleep <laughs> <Great>. excellent <laughs> i'll look forward to that yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> if you got a tv show that you want to binge you said you got two months ago yeah, two months. Get yeah. it in now. Fuck yeah, get that in. Yeah, get as many in okay. as you can. Right. Don't sleep, pretty much. Just like <laughs> just Netflix. Binge and... watch Netflix. Like not any particular Anything. show, just Netflix. Yeah, and definitely. Have the TV up really loud as well. Yeah, it's a luxury. Yes. <laughs> just oh for luxury. God. Yeah, all of a sudden, I've, now all I do is watch things with subtitles. <laughs> Stop around the house. Yeah. Just spot on. Everything you can. Yeah. Even when they're awake. Yeah, yeah that's right. Like, yeah. That's too loud. What? It's on like 12. <laughs> I can't even yourself think. <laughs> You're pretty oh, good Jesus. at lip reading. But the other thing I'd say is, yeah, to go out for, you guys like to have your nice dinners and like go to nice restaurants and things. Do that as, as much as we you have can. Been, uh, we have been doing that a little bit uh, lately, going out for, it seems like every weekend we're out at a new restaurant just while we can. How much would you spend on a dinner, do you reckon? Or like a night out? <sighs> like oh, honesty, the- proper honesty. At the moment, Sian's not drinking, so that saves us a little bit. <laughs> saves us a lot. She's a heavy drinker. No, 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 no. She, back in the day, she'd have a cocktail or two, and let, let me tell you, those cocktails aren't cheap compared yeah, nice. to my beers. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, we're probably looking at a nice place we go to, maybe 150 to 200 for a meal. That's not too back bad. in the day, it would have been 250, 280 with is some that, cocktails thrown in there. Is that why you're still drinking those Han Super Crisps as well? Like those? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the Han Super Crisps. <laughs> $4 stuff. They're gluten free. They're gluten free and they're a lager. So, it suits my you keto. lifestyle. <laughs> Don't knock the Han Super Crisps. So, 150 to 200 you'd spend on a, on a night out. At the moment, yeah. Yeah, nice, fair enough. Well, CN has changed me. It has to be said. Expensive taste. Expensive taste and my cheap taste. We meet in the middle. We we compromise, we meet in the middle. So she'd be out smashing champagne and like lobster and shit. Yeah, correct. Yeah, nice. And I'm eating the $10 lunch palmy special. Yes. How good is the palmy? The the lunch rum. Fuck yeah, I'd take a rump and a pot for 15 bucks over that any day. Yeah. We're all about the local brewery with the food truck. That's oh, the, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the go for us. Is that what you got, you and Jess? Yeah. 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 How much do you reckon you would have spent before kids compared to now? Oh, yeah, probably about the same, I guess. 152? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we didn't used to, like, hold back. We used to try and enjoy those nice evenings out together. Yeah. Mm. But now it's got to be very well planned. I'd, I'd argue we'd probably spend more if we did it now because it was such a rarity. Yeah. So you'd go all out. You'd take espresso martini and go three courses. And, yeah. Wait, so, all right, so compare that, like you and Jess going out on a date night compared to taking the kids out at 4.30 p.m. for dinner. <laughs> well, how much do you reckon you'd spend oh, on you, Jess, and the kids? It adds up because you're, you know, you're getting their, their meals and Harper always wants a lemonade if you're getting a drink. Yeah. It's probably about the same, I'd say, you know. I'd cut back on the amount yeah, I'm drinking, right. but they're going to still order a fair bit. Shit you not. Today, we took the kids to one of those indoor play centers, and it was like their entry fee. Parents got in free, three little meal boxes for lunch for the kids, and me and Mel shared a uh, bowl of wedges and a muffin and a banana bread from Morning Tea. So we were there for a few hours, and so that was like a hundred bucks. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's where they get you. <laughs> That is where they get you. And let me tell you, the parents getting in free, that's how they get you in there. Let me tell you about that. That is how they get you in there. Don't even get me started on how companies reel you in. 
<laughs> you are more dad than you even know. That's <laughs> that like exactly the best phrase. Righto, nice. Moving on from real life before pregnancy and kids. We'll start with Christian again. How did you deal with a working wife? Well, we've been lucky in some regards with COVID. Sian has not been into the office since March 2020. So now we're June 2021. Damn. So what's that, 15 months of working from home. So it's been very lucky. One might say that's even a downside. Your wife and yourself are home all day while she's pregnant. But you can. How do you, how do you deal with a working, working wife? Hey, ask Jess about this because once again... It's kind of, I've got a bad memory and also you kind of shove it out of your brain. Um, but she was saying apparently like I, uh, I gave her lots of foot massages uh, and painted her toes as well because she couldn't physically reach it. Um, so I was like, that's pretty good. I was, you know, being a good husband. <laughs> Can't remember it. But I love the foot massages. That's all Cian wants from me at the moment is just a good foot massage at the end of the day oh, words of wisdom right there that's that is how little things you it's, can do. It's, if anyone's listening things. now is the time you should be taking take notes. that as a note yeah foot massage at the end of the day will keep them extremely happy nice well we've further down the track we're looking at uh, some new dad vice but that is an absolute rocket of a gem right there i would so also apart say from uh, painting nails camo what do you reckon yeah it's encouraging, uh, encouraging them to keep keep moving and fit. So uh, my wife was doing like pregnancy yoga, um, and ha- even had a PT that obviously like you know could tailor things around you know the fact that she was pregnant, but still wanted to exercise. Mm. And I think that's really important because especially going into it, you want to be like pretty fit because yeah. it's you know childbirth's pretty intense. Mm. Um, but then you know it just helps you bounce back quicker afterwards as well. Um, so that was always always something that I tried to encourage. But that last month before she finishes work uh, was pretty tough. You know, they just get super tired, um, and it doesn't help when you remind them how big they are. Oh, <laughs> so don't say that. Yeah, no, don't ever say that. Yeah, <laughs> and if they if, if they say anything like um, I feel like a whale, yeah. just walk away. <laughs> just say don't bite. Don't even look at her. <laughs> Don't say a word. Just walk yeah, away. You know they're throwing it out there. Just, yeah. just as a little, uh, let's see what they're. My go-to is always like, "Fuck, I'm gonna go to the toilet." <laughs> I was like, you just try and be real subtle. My wife had this thing, which was actually medically called lightning crutch, which was, <laughs> it was very hard not to laugh at. As Sian had it, no lightning crutch. Yeah, so I, I want lightning crutch no. by the sounds of it. It sounds awesome. It sounds like an STI or something. <laughs> No, it was, she was having um, issues where she would be kind of walking down the street or even just sitting down and all of a sudden super like surge of pain um, like in her vagina and then would go away. But to the point where she'd buckle over and she couldn't stand up. And so she went to the doctor and said, is this normal? And she's like, yeah, that's just lightning crutch. It's common for pregnant. Oh, my God. Um, so that was really hard, obviously, for her to have it, but for me not to laugh every time. I was like, lightning crutch. <laughs> <laughs> How did I work with a working wife? She, um, I got my shit dadness like from day one before she even had the kid because um, before we had our first boy, Mel worked up in Gladstone as a teacher, as you know. So she, um, I was down in Brisbane. I did the good husband thing and went to all the scans and, and all the stuff like that, but probably should have visited her a bit more than I did. And But yeah, we did a lot of chatting over the phone about how, how work was going and being a teacher, there's, a, there's lots of stresses and stuff. So I was just 
my main job was just telling her to talking to her and letting her vent and her frustrations which sometimes came out at me which I was just like yeah alright I'm not going to bite because that's just cop yeah, it on the chin yeah take it on the chin like a champion but yeah that's one bit of a dad advice I could give straight away just if they're venting on the phone just let them vent don't do <laughs> don't even talk just let them <laughs> talk at you that's a unique situation though because like you said most yeah. kind of partners are together for the nine mm-hmm. months to, yeah. you know in the build up so that would have been an extra yeah. challenge on top of everything else yeah, she, like she was coming towards the end of the time up in Gladstone um, because we were getting married in, in the April so but it was still very stressful and for, for her mostly but mm-hmm. yeah it was, I felt like a bit of a douche most of the time because I couldn't be there for her all the time and because I work down here and you do what you can and for me personally, I just, it was a very relaxing experience. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we'll do again. <laughs> we should go do this all over again. It's easy. So the second time around, it was a fucking nightmare because she was home all the time. Was, <laughs> nah, it was the second time around, it was a bit more like the, um, the normal pregnancy and just dealt with everything as it came. Like it comes home from work all stressed and heightened and stuff and you kind of just sit there and be that calming figure to mm-hmm. let them vent to and you just talk about their day and all that sort of stuff and. Like we said before, if they if they say anything about their body, you just pretend you need a shit, just run away, <laughs> get out of there. Even though they look great, and you you know they look great, and they just but the, yeah, anything you say is the wrong thing. <laughs> so yeah, that's um that's working with a pregnant wife, but um yeah, moving on to what we're talking about before. Did you ever so off air we we're talking about parenting classes and a bit of the carry on that comes with um first time pregnancy that you don't always do the second time around what have, what have you done to prepare christian uh, we've been reading a lot of books one that i really like so far is how to save your sleep so you know obviously getting your baby into a routine particularly when it comes to sleeping is yeah, probably the key time. yeah and we've got some friends that swear by the book so i went out and bought that and got it on audio so i can listen to that nice. so do you listen to it as you're going to sleep <laughs> yes it puts me to sleep yeah. it does actually <laughs> You're right though, because you can get, especially your wife, they get caught up in like other people's stories. Yeah. Um, like my wife followed this Instagram account and listened to this podcast called Australian Birth Stories. I looked at one post they had and it was in- intense and it was, you know, people telling horrid stories of births yeah. that went wrong and you're just like, you don't want to add to that stress. Correct. You know? yeah. no point in thinking and that's, about that's, could I think that's the key message out of human birthing is it, it doesn't have to be a stressful experience. <clears throat> in my experience with the, all the parenting books and blogs never one that's not a brag that's not a that is literally my first shit dad moment i didn't do anything like preparation i listened to basically just listen to everything the wife said because she was all into the blogs mm. like the mum blogs and the mum facebook pages and she read a shitload of stuff online and um i, I followed one dad facebook page and it wasn't really much advice <laughs> she taught me everything i knew <laughs> and i'm still kind of learning as we go so yeah, I found there's not a lot of like, decent dad stuff. There's no, heaps of like mum stuff, but yeah. obviously they're the ones having physically. But yeah, it's, um, it was kind of lacking, yeah. especially in the podcast space. This is why this is interesting. The biggest thing I want to know, how far in advance did you set up your nursery? Because personally, we went in for one of the last scans um, five weeks out and he said, all right, you guys are uh, you guys are going to hospital. And we're like, um, fucking what, mate? <laughs> and he's like, all right, yeah, you're, um, you, your kid's ready to go. You, we're going to get him out straight away because blah, blah, blah. No details required. Um, yeah, and he was five weeks early. So we were thinking we were like super organized with the um, the the nursery and that. We're like, yes, we are the ultimate parents. How good is this? And then we're just like 
just in the nick of time yeah, in the end. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty great. Shit. It, was, it was a similar thing when um, Harper didn't come obviously that early, but um, earlier than we expected, and had to get you to come over and install the car seat <laughs> while we we're in hospital, so we could actually bring her home. It does help to be organised, <laughs> and like we were saying before, and like being being calm and. <laughs> And not stressing about all the things that are out of your control. It's good to kind of get some of that stuff away a bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I'm very organised. So I think I, um, well, our nursery is pretty much set up apart from a few little things. But, um, yeah, we're, we're 100% done and we have been for the last four, six weeks. I think we're a little bit too early. Could have waited a little bit longer to um, to set up. But, no, I'm glad it's all done. And it, it kind of is a good thing because now we don't feel like we have to rush and yeah. things you- are done and... The cost of shit you have to buy for a baby. I reckon we get him started on flat pack. You've been to IKEA yet? Yeah, no. And see, this is where this is where my cheapness and Sian's high taste has met in the middle. Because if you buy furniture from quality places, yeah, it's solid timber and it comes already pre-assembled. You just take it out of the box and it's pre-assembled. But you pay that cost. But as I've learned that you pay that cost, you don't have to put it together. We went super Amart because the instructions are in English. Not nothing to do with price because <laughs> IKEA still got some good Swedish. stuff. But I don't want to fucking sit there deciphering the Swedish language to put it from bed together. Oh, we made the mistake of going into baby bunting early, and then that was where oh that that decided. place is a conglomerate. Oh, let me tell you, <laughs> conglomerate intimidating when you walk in, and then she wanted everything from there. I reckon anyone that has got some money to invest invested in baby products, <laughs> yeah. baby safety products, or baby products in general. It's a gravy train. It is just there's just money walking in that door. They don't need any customer service in those baby bunting yeah. stores. Not to say that they don't. I don't want to give a bad name yeah. to the baby bunting stores. Hey, well, we need to get some sponsors here. Soon. Yeah, well, that's why I don't want to upset anyone uh, on the first. Baby podcast. bunting is fucking fantastic. There's, there's just money walking in that door. That's why we were talking before about getting stuff from friends or family who've had kids before as well, and leaning into that as much as you can. If you can mm. save on a few things here and there, it makes a huge difference. But on a scale of one to stepping in dog shit, how crap is flat pack furniture? It's up there. I'm going to go, it's like stepping in dog shit and then <laughs> not realising until it's like you walk a face, on carpet. It's like a face plant into the dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely. You've tripped over more Allen keys. No, I reckon I've got more Allen keys than actual tools. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever invented it needs a fucking slap. How do you go, Cam? How much do you... The pram was like one of the biggest, yeah. I think. And again, like to your point, and we were lucky we got one that was practically brand new for yeah. next to no money that we had to pay for it. That's the perfect segue into the next um, the next topic, though. How much have you hard-earned, do you reckon, in total? Well, what can you put down? Cam, calm down. I try not to think about it because it would make me depressed. But like You spend even... Now, food, like the amount of yeah. absolute... Every day we have a new plastic thing I'm tripping on and new toys. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it would make me too depressed to, to add it all up in my head. It's a lot. And you know that going into it. But then when you're yeah. in it as well, you're like, fuck, it never ends. That, um, like, we were really lucky. Our parents, both our parents contributed a phenomenal amount of stuff, but not like material stuff. It was just like help like mm. your help is fucking priceless mm. so they came over when we got our like when we first got our house and like they were constantly there like um cleaning walls and did a deep clean of the oven like things like that because when you you got your own shit to worry about like your newborn kid mm. the last thing you want to do is clean or cook or anything yeah. i find that's the best parent present to give someone the best present is like we'll send some like you know 
a week of you foods or yeah, nice. mm-hmm. cook a home cooked meal that'll yep. last them a couple of nights because yeah you're right last thing you feel like doing is is cooking and yep. house stuff yeah i think that's our plan um for the first you know three to four weeks is that we'll do some ready-made meals because in my house i don't do any of the cooking cn does everything freeze a shitload of food otherwise yeah. otherwise it'll be toasties every night yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll run uh... so on top of that though we've all spent a lot of money on getting shit ready getting our like setting up our nurseries early all that sort of stuff making sure the house is ready how much living do you reckon you guys squeezed in before the baby came like living, like doing your normal day-to-day shit that you can't do now that you've got a kid. We try to do a fair bit. Lots of trips away. That's what we like. Long weekend. Actually, like properly celebrating birthdays and, you know, mm. getting out of the house. Just yeah. getting out. But also, like, having a DD for, like, quite a few months is also pretty good. Yes. Try to make the most of, like, I being able to go to the pub. Get a few beers I in. I definitely haven't taken advantage of that enough. <sighs> rookie error. It? It's a rookie error on my half, yeah. on my behalf. Especially because so. you're talking about, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I guess you guys were lucky when you had your kids because COVID wasn't a thing mm, yeah. and you could do those things. Unfortunately for us, it um, hasn't really allowed any travel. So we haven't really got out and it ruined our big last hurrah before we were supposed to start trying for your baby moon. The baby. Yeah. yeah. And we had our five-week trip booked for Europe. And even even up in, even in May, we were like, no, nah, this will blow over. Oh, really? We'll be there. Yeah. We're going. Our tickets are booked in August. Were you can, mate? Yeah, from 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 memory, it was mostly just uh, being as social as possible at night. <laughs> <laughs> staying staying out past five pm. <laughs> Eating dinner later than five pm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We just, as you know, we just got married. Our last hurrah was basically the honeymoon. We spent a week in Daydream Island up the coast. Yeah, that was it. Came back and fucking reality hit us like a ton of bricks. <laughs> so leading away from that. Did you, Cam, did you have a pre-midlife crisis? <laughs> like a quarter-life crisis? Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that you can't do that sort of shit anymore as readily or regularly as you'd like, do you think you had any sort of crisis in any way? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Because um, you, you you live your whole life, you know, spend 30 years doing exactly what you want when you want to, yeah. to then be kind of housebound and told you can't do certain things. Certainly a bit of a change. And, yeah, it's like a real mindset shift, you know, from having to just think about yourself or you and your partner to then, like, you know, what's best for for your for your family. Yeah, I didn't have a, a pre-midlife crisis or, yeah, I've, I think the closest thing I came to a quarter-life crisis was just burning up cabbage that I probably should have been saving. <laughs> just buying useless shit. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. I need this drug. Yeah. <laughs> I need this iPad. <laughs> hey, there's four types of whiskey that I really want to try. I'm going to buy every single one of them. Would you have anything you could, like, say to new dads that you're currently experiencing? Just yeah. enjoy it and be present is what I've learned so far. Yeah, presence is massive. Go to all the uh, the, the checkups and you mm. know, go to all those little appointments that, that even sounds like you don't, you don't have to leave work to come to this. And I'm like, no, no, I want to be there. Because I've found that I take a lot more out of it than probably what she does. And maybe that's because maybe I'm trying to actively listen and then I go and research and things like that. But yeah, for me, it's just being there and trying to learn as much as possible and um, support your your wife or your partner and enjoy it for what it is. For us, it's going to be a once in a lifetime opportunity, and you're going to experience this once. So you know, enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Let's let's get move away from like the, the perfect husband, perfect father thing because we all want to be that guy. Oh, we're not. I'm going to give you some. I oh, know you. You're a fucking good dude, anyway. But I'm going to give some real hard, real hard advice that. 
I would give any bloke that's about to have a baby. Lay it on us. Lay it on you. Kip whenever you can. Yeah. I haven't had a solid eight hours See, in like... I'm not a big sleeper, though. Like in three years. I'm not a big sleeper, so that to me... I get up every day at four o'clock anyway, regardless if it's the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, but uninterrupted. Uninterrupted, but, man. Yeah, that's it. And the, the biggest yeah. problem for me is I go to bed normally at eight thirty. Oh my yeah. god, you are basically retired. I know. It's embarrassing. I, I like going to bed early and I like getting up early. You are I, get more, I get more effective things done during the day. But yes, that's probably. Do you change. wear a dressing gown? <laughs> Only in winter. Fuck me, you are old. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I would recommend you get a solid eight hours as much as you can. Make the most of your free time and get a few nana naps in just because you can. Like on weekends, just don't do you. Just don't do nom- what you normally do and yeah, be out yeah. and being busy all the time. Just go and have a nana nap for a, just for just shits and dose. giggles. Yeah. yeah. Because okay. you're voice. not getting any more ever. What about you, Camo? Um, I'd say got a sleeping consultant to come to the house and, and it was like invaluable because it's, it's shown us how to... You know, value value sleep and the right the right kind of um, setup for the kids, and kind of make sure that we're on the same page as well when it comes to that stuff. So that's probably something I'd say lean into that lean into experts who know what they're talking about, um, and don't be afraid to pay for that because, like I said, it's it's worth it's paying gold. It's invaluable. Yeah. yeah, Cam, straight away. What's your your biggest need like as a as a new dad? One thing, just give us one nugget. Uh, I'd say the ergo. That's that's probably like the best dad mobility, best dad thing because there's no, nothing like that feeling you get when you you throw your baby on your chest, you're walking around, you, you've got a bit of swagger, walk the dog, it's it's awesome, you know, and yeah, it's probably like the only time that the baby's gonna really sleep on you, um, and it it gives you obviously. Yeah, hands free to do other things. You can do some gardening. Yeah. It's only taken us 51 minutes <laughs> of recording to get the the most how dad are you moment. <laughs> That was the biggest how daddy you moment I've ever heard. Oh, I love it. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah, so I reckon the absolute do need is a cot. Sounds stupid, but I reckon you can get by. If your nursery has a cot, one packet of baby nappies, and you obviously your warm and cool clothes, everything else is like material. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way of looking at it. Baby wipes, obviously. Fuck me. Have more baby wipes than anything in your house. Like that has to be the biggest stockpile, baby wipes. Because you use it for everything. And one other thing, which leads us into the next part, is what's one thing you don't need? And I'm going to say straight away, don't get people to buy you nappies. Yes. It's the biggest load of shit. Because you buy one packet of um, baby nappies or newborn nappies, and before you even get to the end of that fucking packet, they don't even fit in anymore. It's changed, yeah. So if you're going to get people to buy you nappies, get them to buy you like size fives because they're going to be in them for a yonker. See, we've gone the other way. We've gone the um, cloth nappies that... Oh, oh, trying to help the environment, mate. Fuck trying off. to help the environment. You have fun washing shit out of the mate. <laughs> Do you know as well? Did you guys ever? Do you ever have a breathing sensor in the cot? No. Fuck I, me. I heard about that. That that felt like overkill. Oh, we just mate. bought one. Yeah. So Did you? Yeah. Oh, mate. They are the biggest load of shit because, like, they're good for peace of mind when you first have a kid. Yeah. But the amount of heart attacks I've basically had when oh, the sensor goes off in the middle off. of the yeah. night because <laughs> those fuckers don't move, mate. They like. They lie there, and at times during the night, they like they breathe a lot slower than normal, and their heart rate's like so low. And then all of a sudden, this sensor goes off in the middle of the night. You jump so high, your head hits the fan, and you fucking <laughs> your heart's beating for the next four hours, and you can't get back to sleep. It's like no. Nah, well, yeah. I'm already stressing because what yeah. it comes with a warning saying that before you take the baby out to do a feed 
during the night you need to turn it off. Yeah, that's an odd And one. I just yeah. know that I'll pick up the little fella for a feed during yeah. the, when it's my shift. And then it goes off. And it'll be going off and yeah. it'll just be... And you'll off. all be awake forever. Yeah. What about you, Camo? What's one thing you don't need? You don't really need a lot of stuff because the first six months they're in your room most of the time. They can't physically hold any toys or anything. Um, pretty much you don't need that your friends and family to buy you heaps, heaps of toys and heaps of different mm. things like... Actually, we're talking about plastic, so bad for the environment. Everything in my house is plastic now. Um, yeah, you know, yep. go easy on those, those you know, unnecessary things, I think. Yeah, I want to add back to um, advice for noobs. Like, if I could go back and do it all again, which fuck off, I don't want to. <laughs> three's um, enough. Th- no, yeah, three's plenty. Yeah, but not just that. Like, I just don't want to go through it again. <laughs> I've done my time. <laughs> um, it would be literally... Don't buy us anything. Buy us like, like we said before, cook us dinners. Mm. Like, mm. help us come mm. come over and clean the house once a week before us. Like, it sounds like such a, a big ass. Like, you sound like the biggest princess asking for that sort of stuff. But man, I don't reckon I cleaned the house once in the first three months. Like, you do little bits and bobs here and there so the house didn't stink. But like, people buying your stuff, you're like, nah, come and cook me dinner, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like, get out of the oh, house. Cook the wife dinner. Yeah, definitely. So that kind of leads us into um, like from the do's and don't needs. I reckon that's a perfect segue into hacks. Have you read up, Christian, in any of your like hypnotherapy or dad books or whatever? Has anyone given you any advice on good dad hacks? Not yet. Because I don't have one. No. I got one. Do you have You've one? I've got one. God, okay, that's so hard to come by. Come on, Ham. Hit us. If you don't already, get a dog. Okay. Because you, the amount of food that gets thrown on the floor <laughs> whenever your kid's eating, and he just eats it all up. You know, he's a bit fat now. He's, he's getting old, but um, he loves fed. it. And it just means you don't have to clean it up. Yeah, okay. He's been that's in a, a good, good one. But you couldn't get a puppy and have a baby oh, at the same no, time. No, no, no. Where's the line, though? You don't let the dog, like, lick all the food off your kid's face so you don't have to clean the face up, do you? No, not quite there. Okay. That's, that's, I'll use wipes for that. Okay. <laughs> See, perfect. Stock poly wipes. That's it. <laughs> you haven't got one. No. Like, I've got dad vice, but I don't have hacks. Not a hack. Like, you know those sort of hacks where you can use, like, you, like I see a hack as, like, the MacGyver things. A you cheat. Know? Or a yeah. Che- a simple way of... Like yeah, a little yeah. cheat, like, using a bread clip to fix a plugger, you mm-hmm. know? Like, that sort of shit. That's a hack. Well, you've seen those ones on Facebook where it's, like... A toy that's basically patting the kid to sleep. Yes. Oh, yeah. I want oh, to try that. Awesome. Or, or you, I've also seen yes. is you can basically, instead of you patting them, fill a glove in, with water, tie it up, and then just put it on top of them so they think there's a hand on Oh, that's sick. Okay. I haven't that's tried awesome. that one. I reckon it might work. That wouldn't work yeah, for okay. sure. But until the, you got to suck. Until the glove bursts and there's yeah. water. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Wake your kid up. Yeah, and then your, your breathing sensor goes off. Short circuiting. All right, well, uh, adding on to the dad, uh, the hacks will pu- push on to dad vice. Camo, okay, give us a golden nugget. Well, I was thinking about this more so for when picking a name because obviously that's something that you, you're thinking about in the same way you're setting up your nursery. And But we had this, we found this app and it was basically like Tinder where you could go through a bunch of names and, and if you matched uh, with with your partner and you both liked a name, it would go into your saved. Uh, and that was a really good way to kind of get on the same page without an argument. You could kind yeah, of play nice. in your own free time and then, you know, you've got kind of your top three or four names for boys and girls. So that was kind of a... Um, but, yeah, I think that was a, that's a pretty bit of tech that kind of helped. And like yeah, I said, nice. you can get into a few different disagreements with that thing because it's a big decision. It so, is. It's a massive decision. Yeah. Picking a name was impossible. 
my wife's a teacher and she's got or has got naughty kids. Yeah. So those kids, those names, and of course, like my three or four favorite names were naughty kids that she's had in the last five, 10 years. And you're like, oh, fine. Christ. So it took us like, I felt like forever to find the name that we liked. Was that the same problem for the next two as well? Yeah. Between the time of having that baby and then having the next baby, she'd have had another like set of naughty kids come through. Yeah. (laughs) Another, another generation of noughts. I'd say something else that I think dad's. It would be better at than, than mums would be also thinking about the schoolyard and any abbreviations of, of names mm, and yeah. uh, making sure that they can't get teased. In yeah. yeah, I agree. Let's well, go. I've already started thinking that. about that. I reckon my biggest piece of dad advice is leading on from what I said before about um, people coming and help and giving you stuff and the support is accept the free shit. Like with open arms and an empty trailer. Just fucking... <laughs> That sounds, like, that sounds like an all Saturday for me. <laughs> just accepting free shit. I'm not talking about going down the trash and treasure, mate. <laughs> just like <laughs> not talking about the trash and treasure, but um, yeah, with yeah, any anything that you get offered, if it fits in your little your life, just take yeah, it. Agree. Yeah. Um, another thing is your missus is probably reading forty different blogs or adopting a few different pregnancy hacks daily or whatever. Just go along with it, like. You might think they're stupid and like pointless, but in her eyes, they are like a hundred percent. They are working, so <laughs> I'm not not touching that. Same same thing again. If it's, it's like the body thing, if she says something that I don't agree with, oh jeez, I've got to be up taller. Yeah, see ya. See ya. Uh, get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and the, probably the biggest one I reckon is if you're coming home from anywhere at night. This is aimed at you, Christian, a million percent. Message her and ask if she wants a Macca's Sunday. While she's pregnant. Yep. hundred uh, percent. Okay. So that's pretty much the um, the questions that we had for pregnancy. So hopefully you've gained something from our experiences or any little dad nuggets for the future. Now, what I think is going to be my favorite segment of the Shit Dad podcast is the um, the Shit Dad moment of the week. Mine was pretty gross. So toilet trained our daughter. She still has moments though where you know she forgets or you know has accidents as, as kids do. Um, and for some reason or other, I can't remember why she was naked running around the house, decided to pop a squat, uh, on the, on the floorboards and do a shit. No. Um, you know, couldn't really stop her in time, but I was like, I picked her up and ran into the toilet. I thought you were going to say you rubbed her nose in it. <laughs> no, but as I came out after cleaning her up, the shit was gone. Oh, the and dog. here I go looking at the dog and he's licking his lips. No oh, way. no. <laughs> <laughs> Denzel, you've trained him too well to eat the food that anything that falls on the ground. There's is. still nutrients in this. Part of me was like, oh, I don't have to clean it, but all of a sudden, like, no, that's fucked. That's like, <laughs> that, that is, is fucked up. That's a shit dad moment. That's my favourite one. My shit dad moment for this week was um, so we had this. We've got this thing where the kids don't really sleep in their own bed at the moment. They're all they run in at all times of the night, and it pisses me to tears. I hate it. Like, you love cuddles with your kids, but also it's just talking about that not getting your eight hours and it pisses you off and you're tired. So we came up with this thing. We're just like, all right, if you sleep in your bed every single night this week, every Saturday, you'll get an ice cream from the new ice cream shop up the road. Ollie slept in his own bed all seven nights and he's like adamant. This is, it's ice cream time. I'm getting an ice cream. Xavier, not so much. He kind of, and we're just like, yeah, whatever. But on our run around this morning, so we went to the kids, uh, the indoor play center and that, and then went to the park, the Savo, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, fuck. 
And I was like thinking it to myself, but I didn't want to say it, that we hadn't got ice cream yet. Ollie pops up from the back seat. He's like, hey, Dad, I slept in my own bed all week. Are we getting an ice cream now? And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I was like, mate, I'm so sorry. I called the ice cream shop and they're all sold out. <laughs> so the ice cream shop was all sold out of ice cream. Pass the blame. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my shit dad moment. Um, all right. And uh, let's go for a dad phrase of the week. Oh. Have you have you got a phrase that you like? Christian's got one already. I love it. But uh, we'll start with Christian. Mine's just what I say in just general life. That's how they get you. <laughs> there is there is always someone out there trying to scam you out of your hard-earned cash. And it's that's how they get you. Oh, that's how they just get you. in any way, shape, or form. It's going to be on your gravestone. <laughs> that's how they get you. <laughs> loving dad, loving husband. That's how they get you. Yeah. Mine is... Um, this is like pertinent to pre- pregnancy and um, I've only said it like a few times but like after we'd had the first the first kid and she was pregnant with the second one, whenever she started talking to someone about pregnancy or anything like that, I'd just be like, I'd look at her and I'd be like, fucking hell, here we go. Like, how long are we going to be talking like this? So I'd like look at her belly, look at the person she was talking to and go, there's one I prepared earlier. <laughs> Got to laugh like a quarter of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say mine would just have to be lightning crutch. <laughs> the good old lightning crutch. Lightning crutch. <laughs> oh, you can probably whip that out. You know, I might try it out this of week. Context, yeah. uh, maybe in the hypnobirthing class yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Well, that's um, that's pretty much wrapping it up. So, um, thanks for coming on, Crit. It's been thanks fantastic. Me, boys. It's been uh, it's been good to have a chat to you. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's time to wrap it up, but um. Lastly, mate, I thought I'd put you on the spot with this one. Um, what's something that you reckon is a topic that we should talk about in the future? Maybe maybe potentially the, the next part of, of the, the life is afterbirth. Oh, you, afterbirth. How do, you, how do you get through those... What do you do with the those afterbirth? Those first six months. Those first yeah, six yeah. months, possibly. Oh, after the actual birth. Yeah, yeah after no, I gotcha. Yeah, righto. Yeah, mate, what do you reckon, mate? You've enjoyed it? Yeah, it's been good. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah. I thought it's been yeah. been super, mate. Hopefully like, anyone listening can get something out of it and yeah. we'll keep evolving and um, definitely you know, getting getting some good shit dad stories. Hundred percent. I reckon it's just perfect that we have an excuse now to have a couple of beers once a week at least. Because I know for a fact that since having kids you don't catch up with your mates as no. much as you want to. So this was like the perfect opportunity coming on. Oh yes. Time to have a beer with the boys. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, um, keep on rolling, shit, dads. You're doing all right, and uh, don't forget it. And uh, if you take anything out of this, just catch up with your mates, talk a bit of shit, have a couple of beers, and uh, vent your frustrations because there's nothing worse than um, than letting it all build up. Have a great week, and don't forget to leave us five stars and a review so we can keep the shit dad train rolling. And feel free to send us in your shit dad moment of the week uh, for a shout-out on next week's show. Righto. Take it easy, boys. Bye.